My guest today is Mike Bellaman, President and CEO of the Associated Builders and Contractors. Mike, welcome to the program. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate it. Mike, let's start talking about the work that ABC members are doing right now. Well, Associated Builders and Contractors and its 21,000 members work across the country, and essentially they build all of America. Uh, They build infrastructure, hard, meaning utilities, roads, etc., as well as social, which means schools, churches, educational institutions. They build office buildings, retail complexes, stadiums, all the special places that we live in, learn, go have fun in, get healed, uh, et cetera. Literally hands all over America. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so how does ABC and its members differentiate themselves to win so much work? Well, what they do, uh, our members really focus heavily on being world-class, world-class in terms of creating value, world-class in safety performance, world-class in innovation, technology, anything that they can do to differentiate themselves in terms of adding value to the bottom line for the construction user. And through that value differentiation, they really dominate the markets that we're in. I'll give you a couple of examples. Uh, I would say over 90% of the family housing that our military families live in on bases are owned, developed, constructed, maintained by ABC members. Uh, In the Gulf Coast, with regards to infrastructure, petrochemical markets, our members dominate that marketplace. And as a matter of fact, at the federal level, federal projects, over $25 million dollars, Our members dominate that market. They delivered over 65% uh, of those projects over the last eight years. And it's because of that focus on world-class safety and that innovation, that technology, they really want to drive value. So their whole objective is to figure out, how can I make this successful for everybody that's involved in the construction project? Mike, any other examples of how ABC members win work and what makes them so attractive? Well, I think to focus on the technology uh, topic, if you really think about it, six years ago, the iPad was invented. And so technology has ramped up tremendously, and the applications in the construction world are really quite remarkable. One thing that ABC is doing is trying to help our members understand what that future looks like. Robotics, 3D printing, uh, the drone technology, photogrammetry, Uh, So many different things, and and also nanotechnology. It's amazing what is out there. So when you think about the iPad six years ago, what's the next six years look like? You think about driverless cars, think about driverless equipment. The impact it will have on safety, productivity, and value creation is remarkable. Mike, how is ABC helping its members win work? We create uh, a fair and open competition, fair and open playing ground, so that uh, the member or the construction company that delivers the most value wins that work. So whether it's a federal market, industrial market, social infrastructure, et cetera, what we do is we advocate for and create a level playing ground, make sure all the rules and regulation legislation is placed so that the best value proposition wins. Mike, what's the future of winning work and how can ABC further that? Well, ABC's value proposition is based on the merit shop philosophy. We help our members win work and deliver that work safely, ethically, and profitably for the betterment of the communities that they work within. 
So we have a rolling five-year strategic planning framework where we look out five years, understand what the market's going to look like, what the industry's going to look like, and then how that value proposition needs to look and what we need to do to deliver on that value proposition over the course of the future. So we have a very detailed strategic planning framework that all of our members are involved in that essentially author the future of the industry. We're going to pause here for a short break. I'd like to thank my guest, Mike Bellaman, President and CEO of the Associated Builders and Contractors on Building America, sponsored by ABC. I'm your host, Jason Fornicola, and you're listening to federalnewsradio.com and 1500 AM. Welcome back to Building America, sponsored by the Associated Builders and Contractors on federalnewsradio.com and 1500 AM. I'm your host, Jason Fornicola, and my guests are Mike Bellaman, ABC's president and CEO, and Chuck Goodrich, president of Gaylor Electric and ABC's 2017 chair. Mike, Chuck, the construction industry faces a skilled worker shortage. Mike, can you put into context for the audience what this means and the impact? Well, there have been a number of studies that have been done really for academia, uh, career technical education type uh, studies that show that there's going to be a workforce shortage of one, two million by 2020. Uh, in reality, uh, we've got an we've got an urgent issue right now. We got five hundred thousand jobs that are created, waiting to be filled. Uh, and if you take a look at the uh, numbers, uh, the Federal Reserve numbers, the Bureau of Labor Statistic numbers, uh, it is really right in our face. And if we get this infrastructure bill uh, that will add another trillion dollars, so say a hundred billion a year, that's another six hundred thousand jobs. So by 2019, in reality, forget about the studies, we could have 1.1 million jobs open right now. And wherever I travel and I talk to my members on an anecdotal basis, I ask them, what's the number one issue that you're concerned about? What keeps you up at night? Mm -hmm. And it's all about finding skilled workforce. So whether it's 500,000 right now or 400 or 600, it's material. And if we add the infrastructure bill, huge opportunity. We see shortages in other industries as well, like cybersecurity and healthcare. What's the economic impact of a construction industry that has too many jobs and not enough qualified bodies to fill them? Well, for every $1 million of construction spend, that creates six jobs. So that means that when you have a $100 billion spend, that's 600000 jobs. So when you think about jobs, we're a consumer-driven industry or, or economy. 70% of our GDP is consumer-based. So that's huge significant to the gross domestic product in the economic output of the United States. Builds confidence. People spend. More assets get developed. Construction continues to prosper. And all industries prosper. Before we get to Chuck to talk about this at the local level, Mike, one more question for you, and that is how does the industry as a whole go about filling these jobs and training a worker to be valuable and productive? Well, there's a whole portfolio of training methodologies. Uh, a traditional methodology is a four-year apprenticeship program. But in reality, if we've got 500,000 jobs right now, we can't wait four years to get those people skilled up. So Companies, ABC members who focus on real innovative techniques, all based upon return on investment, value-driven, they use a competency-based training methodology. And we really think about different ways to very innovative ways uh, to deliver the project, realizing that each human has different skills, 
different capabilities. Every company has different skills, different capabilities that they bring. So there's more of a unique solution, a return on investment type solution. It's really about fitting all those small pieces into the larger puzzle, I imagine. Absolutely. And I think Chuck can share some real nice examples of what he does in his business with his prefabrication workshop, utilizing technology, onboarding programs, et cetera. So Chuck, Gaylor Electric based in Indiana, talk to me about how you're handling this worker shortage. Sure. The the first thing that we do is we focus on um, a career culture, not just a job opportunity, because we want folks to really embrace the construction industry as a career. So we want them to see the vision of their goals and their dreams coming true as they work and build America. So that's the first thing we focus on. And how we bring people to the industry are that we uh, have really three ideals that we use. One, we use an internship program, which we reach down into the local high schools and local community colleges and vocational schools. Two, we use a retraining program for folks that jobs have become obsolete. And the third thing we use is a second chance. People that have been in maybe some trouble that need a second chance in a job and a career. So those are the three things we use. Uh, We have um, been able to, in our internship program, we bring people from the ages of 15 years old up to 18. So they're freshmen through seniors in high school. They're coming to our companies. They're realizing how big an opportunity to the industry is. We're bringing the counselors and the teachers to our company and saying, wow, had no idea that all these opportunities exist. And so these kids are working during the school year, um, during our um, during their school year in our, in our office. And then during the summer, they actually got a summer full-time paying job where they use the industry to understand where they want to shift their career to. Now, that's a huge return on investment for Gaylor Electric. Mike, how is ABC working with the current administration to maximize the potential of the construction industry? Uh, Very well. As a matter of fact, the current trajectory of the regulatory rollback will help tremendously with job creation and job filling. Uh, I believe that uh, President Trump and the administration needs to continue to create the conditions for all Americans to be able to participate in the construction industry. 86% of the workforce is non-union. Working on uh, recognizing the different innovative training techniques uh, that Chuck mentioned with regards to return on investment, and giving opportunities for all Americans to achieve their career dreams. Those types of uh, efforts we're working nicely with the administration on, and that is where we need to be going. Mike, when you are talking to people around the country and you are positioning this as a career rather than a job, what kind of response are you getting? Uh, Actually, people are quite surprised by it. They're surprised by... Uh, the possibilities. Uh, we have welders uh, that work down the Gulf Coast that make uh, $100,000, $150,000 a year. We got kids that uh, come out of internship programs that are running prefab shops for our members. Uh, it's amazing uh, the possibilities. Uh, and it's one of the most fragmented industries and therefore one of the biggest entrepreneurial opportunities. Many of our craft people actually end up running their own companies. Chuck, we have about 15 seconds left, but you sure. wanted to add on to that. Well, I think just a big success story about what Mike was talking about, our fabrication. We now have a 22-year-old um, uh, guy that's running our fabrication department that started 
uh, when he was 16 years old at Gaylor as an intern out of high school. And so he's supervising 20 people, built a great career. And you talk about inspired and building a career in the construction industry and partnered with Associated Builders and Contractors doing that. We're going to pause here for a short break. I'd like to thank my guest, Mike Bellaman, president and CEO of the Associated Builders and Contractors, and Chuck Goodrich, president of Gaylor Electric and ABC's 2017 chair on Building America, sponsored by ABC. I'm your host, Jason Fornicola, and you're listening to federalnewsradio.com and 1500 AM. Welcome back to Building America, sponsored by the Associated Builders and Contractors on federalnewsradio.com and 1500 AM. I'm your host, Jason Fornicola, and my guests are Mike Bellaman, President and CEO of ABC, and Greg Sizemore, ABC's Vice President of Safety and Workforce Development. Mike, what is ABC's position on promoting safety in the construction industry? Well, Associated Builders and Contractors, we're maniacs when it comes to world-class safety. Uh, and what we do is we've created a process called the Roadmap to World-Class Safety, which gives all of our members in the entire industry the opportunity to jump on board this world-class effort. And it really begins with leadership's uncompromising commitment to that world-class safety. If you get that, then you got a chance. Mm -hmm. Then you got to take that leadership commitment and transform your culture so that your culture believes all incidents are preventable. When you have that leadership commitment and you have that culture, then you can embrace world-class process captured in our STEP framework. Uh, And then that, those three steps, lead to world-class results. Step, the safety training evaluation process. Greg, can you talk more about what that is? Sure. Uh, Our STEP process was a process that was developed in 1989 uh, by industry subject matter experts in the area of safety. Uh, These subject matter experts are part of a national committee that uh, oversees uh, this particular program. And what it allows contractors to do is evaluate every aspect of their safety performance program, from their safety culture to the very processes and procedures that they have in place. And and it really does, to Mike's point earlier, help them start that journey to world-class safety. We at Associated Builders and Contractors use that data that we collect from our members to build our safety performance report annually, and we distribute that out to our members as well. The safety performance report, that uh, third uh, annual edition of that recently came out. Mike, can you talk a little bit more about the SPR and some of its key findings? Well, the safety performance report uh, is uh, data from 1.1 billion hours of work on real projects with real people built by companies that are ABC members. And what we have learned is that uh, from that cause and effect analysis of that safety performance report is that leadership and culture are key and critical to delivering world-class results. Leadership, that uncompromising commitment, without that, you don't have the opportunity to deliver world-class results. The safety performance report gives you good, solid cause and effect data with regards to six leading indicators, all derived out of that leadership commitment. And I think it's important to reiterate here, we're talking about um, concepts that are data-driven. You mentioned real work on real projects. These aren't surveys. These aren't anecdotal. This is data that's coming from real work that's being done. Just speak to the importance of that. Uh, Well, absolutely. So intuitively, we all know that if you have a drug testing, substance abuse, world-class system in place, we all know that uh, an organization that has that compared to an organization that doesn't, 
intuitively is going to be safer. According to our safety performance report, actually those with a world-class substance abuse process are 156% safer than those organizations that don't. And that's the data that gives you the comfort that, you know what, this is a good return on our investment. And like any big undertaking, sometimes just taking that first step, taking action is key. So how do you recommend that process to start? What's the one thing to do to really get things going, Greg? Well, fundamentally, and again, the the data uh, that comes out of the safety performance report is astounding and almost shocking to a certain degree. Uh, again, uh, if I told you that you could possibly be 770% safer than the BLS average, would you be interested? Uh, intuitively, you would say, yes, I'm very, very interested in that. So uh, as Mike says, there are some common threads, uh, a good uh, substance abuse program. But what it boils down to, uh, we've found that you can realize some of the most significant gains uh, in your safety performance at your organization if you will focus on a new hire orientation that is comprehensive. And as Mike mentioned very early on in this thing at ABC, we're maniacs. This is the one opportunity that C-suite leadership has that opportunity to say there's no daylight between my safety expectations and what I'm going to hold you accountable to. So if I were giving advice to anyone out there that says, what can I do as a first step? I would say evaluate that onboarding process and make sure that every employee that comes into your organization has that opportunity to be indoctrinated in your safety philosophies, your safety culture. So you're saying this is something that must come from the top. It's got to have C-suite level buy-in and, and push behind it uh, for it to really resonate. It's got to be something that happens on day one of a new employee coming in to the building. Mike, what did you want to add to that? Well, Jason, in, in the safety performance report, this cause-effect analysis is very nicely compared. So for those organizations that have a world-class onboarding process where leadership commitment and the leadership is present, and that safety portion is greater than 215 minutes compared to a normal average onboarding process, those organizations are 1,662% safer than the organization does the average. So when you think about that, that is absolutely remarkable. And that's what it's all about. And, and one of the things that we can do as an industry is recognize that there's different ways to uh, onboard people. There's unique ways. And it depends on the risk of work that a company is doing. Uh, and it's important to recognize that every company and every individual is unique. So you have to design something that's world-class to get the results. We have about 30 seconds left. What needs to be done nationally to positively influence this conversation? I would say that it comes down to leadership commitment and getting a culture where every individual in the industry believes all industries are preventable. Greg? Well, ABC strongly believes that uh, world-class safety is achievable. Mm -hmm. uh, being a product of the industry, uh, I've seen very safe projects in my lifetime. Uh, and so what it would come down to is, again, learning that everyone learns in a different manner. Uh, everyone uh, comprehends things in a different way. But when leadership is behind safety, safety will occur on a project. And Mike, we'll leave it with something that you said earlier. All incidents are preventable. I'd like to thank my guests, Mike Bellaman, president and CEO of the Associated Builders and Contractors, and Greg Sizemore, ABC's vice president of safety and workforce development. I'm your host, Jason Fornicola. For more on this discussion, visit WTOP.com and search ABC.